Welcome to the Raised with Jesus podcast, 10 minutes every day or the life of Jesus meets yours. You've got your daily Bible reading for July 8th, 2019, looking at the last portion of 1 Corinthians chapter 11, beginning in verse 23. For I received from the Lord what I also delivered to you. The Lord Jesus, on the night he was betrayed, took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, after the meal, he also took the cup, saying, This cup is the New Testament in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it, in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Therefore, whoever eats the bread or drinks the cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner will be guilty of sinning against the body and blood of the Lord. Instead, let a person examine himself, and after doing so, let him eat of the bread and drink from the cup. For if anyone eats and drinks in an unworthy way because he does not recognize the Lord's body, he eats and drinks judgment on himself. Because of this, many among you are weak and sick, and quite a few have fallen asleep. But if we judged ourselves, we would not be undergoing judgment. However, when we undergo judgment, we are being disciplined by the Lord, so that we may not be condemned with the world. Therefore, my brothers, when you come together to eat, wait for one another. If anyone is hungry, let him eat at home, so that your coming together may not result in judgment. The rest of my instructions I will give when I come. This is the word of our God. With these words, Paul reminds us what's going on and the logistics, so to speak. What is it that we are doing? We are eating, we are drinking. The Lord's Supper is not for parading through the streets or bowing down before. It is given to us to eat and to drink. For what purpose? For receiving the forgiveness of sins. That is the spiritual blessing that Jesus gives us in this sacrament. And every communicant who eats and drinks in the Lord's Supper eats and drinks his body and blood together with the bread and the wine. And that really comes into play because then what about the unbelieving communicant? Well, they do not receive the blessing of forgiveness, that spiritual blessing of forgiveness. They receive God's discipline or God's judgment. And what exactly that may be, um, Paul gives the example of those who have fallen asleep, those who have passed away. And the word there, the word there isn't condemnation, as though God immediately sent them to hell, but rather that they are under God's discipline, that God defends his honor as these people commune in an unworthy fashion. And that discipline may take on other forms, other shapes. Um, it might even be God not <laughs> apparently doing anything. And the person's continued communing in impenitence, resulting in a hardened heart. That makes it more difficult for them to repent of their sin. And eventually, eventually they will lose the faith if that persistent, unrepentant sin continues. But then what else are we doing? Um, we are sharing in a fellowship meal together, so we are expressing, expressing our fellowship, sorry, we're expressing our fellowship, and Jesus is building up that fellowship. We're also proclaiming the Lord's death until he comes. In verse 26, For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. And so as you commune, that is one way of you saying, this is what I believe, that Jesus died and rose for me. 
So then beginning in verse 27, um, Paul talks about some of the other, other aspects that are involved here. He talks about um, communing in a worthy fashion and examining oneself. And all that is, is to, you know, consider for yourself, are you, are you a repentant believer? Yes or no? Do you recognize that the Lord gives us his body and blood together with the bread and the wine in this sacrament? Yes or no? Is this for you? Yes, it is. And um, when you talk about communing in a worthy manner or an unworthy manner, that's really it. The worthiness of communing comes through faith. That it's not by our own action, um, but it is by the faith that God has given to us. And over the centuries, people have, people have taken other steps to demonstrate and, and to give themselves a little bit more clarity of mind, perhaps, when communing um, in various places and times and people throughout history. Some people have abstained from breakfast in the morning when they commune or something like that. Um, also, very often, closed communion for the longest time, closed communion referred to or was practiced only communed only by communing those who had attended confession and absolution previously with the pastor. And this isn't like the Roman Catholic confession that you see on TV, where you know go and sin no more, and uh, you know say five Hail Marys and three Our Fathers or whatever it is. No, the confession and absolution, especially in the Lutheran Church, uh, really puts the focus on absolution. Where in that in that privacy of the confessional, so to speak, is what they say, in the privacy of the confessional, the one who confesses knows that whatever sins are mentioned are between him or her and the pastor and God. And then that pastor gets to speak specifically to those things, that your sin is forgiven. And that that person then is, um, is in attendance at the Lord's table the next day. And for a long time, Lutheran, con Lutheran practice was to have confession available and announcement for Holy Communion, um, usually on the day before communion was offered, which would be pretty much every Sunday. So then announcement was every Saturday, right before. And as to whether or not that's a good practice, I think it is in a lot of ways. Um, private confession and absolution is, is an underused blessing among us. Um, and and someone might say, well, I confess, I confess directly to the Lord. That's true. And we confess in a general or a, you know, what one might call a corporate absolution or corporate confession, our general confession at the beginning of the worship service. And you'll notice that every single communion service has a confession of sins right there at the beginning. Um, as kind of a reminder of what is worthy communicant. Um, but then the value of private confession and absolution is to hear with one's own ears from another fellow Christian who is, who is just as much of a sinner, but who Jesus has given to you to be here as your, as your pastor, and to hear from him that that specific sin that you may have been carrying or have been feeling guilt about for a long time has been forgiven. And so, as Paul kind of wraps it up here, he says, verse 33, Therefore, my brothers, when you come together to eat, wait for one another. And specifically there, talking about their practice of um, each person bringing whatever you know bread or wine they had had available that day. And 
going ahead with no care concern for the other. And I think this is accomplished as we as we commune together at the table. Um, it's, it's very orderly. We all stand around the altar. The pastor comes around with the, the host or the wafer, and then the elder comes around with the individual cups, and then I come back around with the common cup. And that's what Paul is aiming for here, is an orderly worship service um, and a respectful communing that respects the fellowship character of the meal. And so as we go about, as we go about our day, um, just take a moment to think, you know, let your, let your mind wander just a, just a moment to think how your God has chosen to transcend time and space where even though he fills all things, even though he is present everywhere, even though he is present within your heart um, in a special way as a Christian, even though he has done all those things, at the same time, he has promised to come to you in bodily form, under the bread and under the wine, so that you would be reassured of your forgiveness and so that you would receive your forgiveness again. That's how much your God cares about you. That's how much our God has done <laughs> to really reassure you of that fact, to remind you of who you are, and to say, now, dear Christian, think of your fellow Christians that you commune with and go about your day and serve one another in love. You can find us Wednesday evenings and Sunday mornings at 2250 South Holland Sweden Road, Mommy. You could also follow us on Facebook, just search for Resurrection Mommy, or Instagram, it's basically the same content, at Raised with Jesus. And while you're there, if you see us, uh, give us a like, a comment, and share. God bless your day.